This week, we're discussing unions, Game Pass fatigue, trying to put an extra question mark on that, and more. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who has two perfectly healthy lungs, allegedly. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? I was about to back that claim up with how healthy my lungs are, but then I remembered how many times I'm going to the doctor in my life to get prescriptions for my lungs. Yes. So <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> That's but notice I, I said prescription. At least I have to get prescriptions for my lungs <laughs> instead of prescription for my lung. <laughs> yeah. Have you had to have a procedure done on your lung? Um, I don't think so. I live in the world of big pharma, so they just yeah dope me up. I would. Hey, I would. Time. I would take that honestly. If they wanted to give me some miracle medicine, keep my lungs nice and strong. They told me it was steroids, and that explains why I was so good at sports for so long. And now I'm mad all the time, oh. and my body hurts. When were you good at sports? Oh, oh, <laughs> you wouldn't know because you weren't in my league. Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Um, we both watched South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's what I've been watching. How are you? How 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 was your week in games? And tell me, who's going to be host next week? I'm nervous. Uh oh, I'm very nervous because you might have to take over. N- no, because you might have to leave. I might have to leave. Gasp. So before we started recording, I was actually talking to Justine, um, and I had just gone off of another call, which I told you uh, was relatively frustrated with, ended up working out really well for me. And I was like, holy shit, I'm tired. I have social fatigue. That was a lot. And she's like, oh, do you want me to host for you? And I was like, well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> and she's like, do we need to stay up Friday night and just beat Metroid? And I said, probably. Oh, damn. So you're, Which, you're basically okay. saying, oh, I get it. Oh, wait. No, wait, because if you beat it, then I'm gone. Yes. So... So so now you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to win because I don't want to do the podcast anymore. You're taking the easy way out. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am a gamesman. I want to win this competition. I just don't find it realistic. <laughs> My life has been very busy mm-hmm. in the past month. And honestly, I'm still stuck on the same fucking boss that I was probably Oof. two or three weeks ago. Because it's one of those things where, of course, it's the hardest boss. And I've got, like, Metroid's one of those games where, like, you practice enough. And it's like, okay, well, like, the rest of this is pretty easy. And, like, once you've played for a couple hours, you're like, oh, well, I can cruise through this. Mm-hmm. But then you go into a boss and you haven't, like, beaten it in a couple of weeks. And that's all you can do. It's like, well, shit, I'm just going to get my shit pushed in for the next decade. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at. So, anyway... On Friday, it sounds like we're making snacks, getting the air fryer out, and I'm going to play Metroid for as long as I can before I get so drunk that I can't play Metroid anymore. 
That actually sounds really enjoyable. It like that it sounds is. like a fun day. I haven't had a day like that in a very long time. So I'm looking forward to it. We might go to a baseball game beforehand. Baseball. But that's fine. And it all comes back to baseball. But that'll help. That'll help like get me the buzz I need to be good at Metroid. <laughs> or at least in my head. <laughs> make the deaths easier. Little known fact, I've only ever played the Soulsborne game games. Mostly inebriated. Yeah. And there's a reason. Drunk off your tits. Yeah. It's like I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. It's like shit. You could be showing me a blank screen and I might be pressing buttons on a Dreamcast controller. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah. How about those Souls games? They're there. They They're are. Home. They are. Um uh, what else? Yeah, did you I, play anything else? Uh oh, did I? I uh did delete MLB. Yeah, I think you said that last week. Because you still have right. it. You were saying how it's like still on your home screen, but it's like the cloud. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I did download Madden. <laughs> and uh you'll be happy to hear that I started a franchise. Oh, um, with the Texans. And the first thing I did was trade Sean Watson uh-huh. to the Rams. Okay. For OBJ. Okay. Straight up trade. Had OBJ for one season. He wanted too much money, so I let him go. So basically, I just got rid of Sean Watson. Nice. Um, I moved the Texans to Austin. Okay. Uh, and that's where we're at. I did make it to the Super Bowl with them in the second season. Uh, I traded for uh, Justin Fields. I have Devontae Adams. I signed in free agency. Traded for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and this year I signed Hollywood Brown on free agency. Nice. Yeah. And my defense is Keanu Neal, and that's about it. <laughs> hey, whatever gets the job done. Are you still, when you moved to Austin, did you keep the name Texans or did you like? I, I did not. I thought about it. Uh-huh. But there's been so much bad blood with the Texan name that I decided to change it to the Desperados. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I would have made it like the Austin, like Austin Strange. Like, oh, get a little, I, get a little strange. <laughs> you, don't get a, you don't really get a choice. But, oh. So. You so each city has like its own name, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because you can move a team to Oakland. Well, now hang but on. They say you have, but they say you have to keep your current branding. So I could have been the Oakland Texans. <laughs> oh my god, that's like the whole like with basketball, the NBA, with the whole like the Charlotte Hornets moved to. No wait. The new wait, the Lakers. No, hang on. Moved to L.A. No, hang on. And there's no lakes. No, hang on. <laughs> yes, but also yes, but no. The the New Orleans Pelicans and the oh, it was the New Orleans Pelicans were the New Orleans Hornets, 
and the Charlotte Bobcats were the Bobcats, but then they changed to Hornets after the Pelicans went from being the Hornets to the Pelicans. So now there's two separate franchises that have been named the Hornets at one point or another. And I just always think like shit like that's weird in sports. It is weird. Because isn't Charlotte known as the Hornets Nest? Well, maybe now. Isn't that? No. I think that's the city's nickname. Forever? Or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they might have been the Charlotte Hornets and then they moved to New Orleans, I'm thinking. Because it was something like that. Because there used to be a team, the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know. Okay. Basketball is. But it would be like if the Indianapolis. It'd be like if the Indianapolis Colts changed their name to, like, I don't know, whatever. And then the Baltimore Ravens changed to the Colts because the Indianapolis Colts used to be in Baltimore. True. So, like, it's like that. Like, it would be weird because it's two different franchises. Like, if the Timberwolves changed their name to the Lakers. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would. Yeah. Exactly. Basketball. Basketball. Anyway. <laughs> um, I love that you just spent, uh, like, a minute just saying what effectively are just random ass names that some people will know but i like the idea of somebody just listening to you talk about your franchise and having no clue who you're talking about i know exactly who i'm talking no i know you know who you're talking about i'm saying like (laughs) anyway go on uh i here i'll tell you about my franchise and then we'll be the show i signed joey gallo uh he's not treating you I don't know, he bats like 220, but he hits like 40 home runs. So that's pretty much what I was hoping for. Did you sign Josh Donaldson? No, he's racist. He is. Who are you? The are you the Cardinals? Is that your team? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he'll do great in Missouri. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't get suspended in Missouri. He would get promoted. Yeah, you get a you get a statue outside the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> while currently playing you don't see that too often um now of course my week consisted of mlb the show it's funny because i streamed on saturday but i was like i don't want to there was a new program out and i was like i'm not i don't want to play souls i kind of want just like a chill stream so i knew i wasn't gonna be playing mm-hmm. long so i uh i did a stream and mlb the show and i had every <laughs> i had every uh intent every uh i don't know what the word i is i'm looking for to stream on sunday and then my lung collapsed and so my yeah so i think my body was scared to play demon souls um but i will i do plan to get back on that horse i don't have a horse do in the game but do hospitals not have tvs they do i jokingly told shelby well semi-jokingly that she was gonna have to bring my playstation but I also thought I was going to be in there a lot longer. So look, all I'm saying is you've been streaming for a while. And if you're looking for a niche, maybe it's hospital streaming. You want me to sh- like to stream to the hospital and from the hospital. Oh. Yeah, it'd be interesting, I guess. But uh, yeah, the PlayStation Plus premium essential extra uh that all kicks off here in i think a couple of weeks so i maybe uh maybe with uh the new host i'll come up with a challenge of like how many games i can complete mm-hmm. uh within like a month of that being out 
should be fun. Good channel. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you won't be here, so. Anyway, uh, let's dive into the news. Some uh, pretty good week, I'd say. Uh, first, though, let's start with the more of the top of the episode that I was talking about. Matt Piscatella <clears throat> tweeted, here are the top 10 most played games of Q1 2022 in the U.S. ranked by year of initial release, and the source is the NPD. What does NPD stand for? NPD Group's Player Night Pulse. City Police Department. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, we don't know exactly what the base is here, um, but the top 10... He goes on to say in his tweet, half of the top 10 weren't launched in this decade. Elden Ring ranked 20th, which I would say is probably like the biggest game this year. Uh, so if you're looking to, if you're pointing, if you're going to point to a game that you would think would be the most played from this year, I would, I would say Elden Ring probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it ranked 20th and uh, not in the top 10, but ahead of Elden Ring were Rocket League, World of Warcraft and Skyrim to just go down the list. We've got Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto V, The Sims 4, Fortnite, Among Us, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Call of Duty Warzone, Madden NFL 22, Call of Duty Vanguard, and NBA 2K22. Um, Among Us, you know, with his whole half the top 10 weren't launched this decade, that technically falls into that designation. However, Among Us didn't take off until 2020. So... I'm gonna. Eh, I think I'm gonna kind of go with a meh on that, but still. I think this might have been the article that kind of made me realize that it was a thing in 2018. Yeah, pretty crazy. Like that's shocking. That's kind of shocking to me. Um, yeah, definitely crazy. But uh, Minecraft is the one that is pre 2010 that is on this list, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009 is when Minecraft came out, and it is the top of this list. Uh, so that's just insane. Um, and, uh, I would say not so crazy Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto five being the top two. And those are probably the two games that we played. Those are probably the two games I've played the most in my life. I would, I I would, I'd have to imagine I would. Yeah, I would, I would say that. I mean, we spent so much time. I mean, granted you could say I've spent more time in MLB the show, but not in one as a whole right like as a franchise and that's that's probably yeah that's definitely but um for one game to have put as much time as i've put in both of those and i've put a lot of time into the sims 4 too um this is just a very interesting list it kind of just tells you that uh there is such a thing as the perfect game, and I think Minecraft is it, and I think Grand Theft Auto V is a close second. Um, if you can have a game that's been out for 10 years and has, like, the staying power that those two have had, like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And also, I think, like, this is also pretty telling of uh, just because it's new doesn't necessarily mean better in a way or you know it it kind of sticks with the whole idea of like not everybody can just afford new games so of course people are going to turn to games such as these uh, all of these have replayability every single game on here has a ton of replayability animal crossing doesn't have replayability but it has con- continued playability um but like among us fortnite the 
both Call of Duties that are on here and then two sports games, like they make sense. Um, and then like Grand Theft Auto five, because of online has the ability for you just to kind of keep going back to it. Um, even though there is like a single player experience, I'm assuming it's on this list because of the online. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, these are just, I guess, you know, bang for your buck types of games. It's just, it's nuts to me. The staying power of some of these things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to put it in perspective, Minecraft came out in 2009. So that was, what, 14 years ago? 13 years ago? 13 years, yep. Um, Like, what? What would that have put us at? That would have put us at 1996. That a game came out 13 years before Minecraft? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's like saying that you were playing Goldeneye on Nintendo 64 in 2009. Right. Which is just kind of feels unheard of. Like, except for like the niche audience that was like sure. playing Nintendo 64 at the time. But like Minecraft is a main game. No, it's a, like, it Mine- most played, like has a yeah. user base that is. Yeah, exactly. That's just that's that's nuts to say, like, that is the staying power of video games right now. Mm hmm. Like, in the 90s and the 80s, like, it was a cool thing for, like, a niche group of people to do. But, like, I mean, kids are learning programming and computer science using Minecraft. They're learning, like, modern programming skills on a 13-year-old game. Yeah. Nuts. Like, that's that's crazy. And that was my first thought when I saw this was, one, I'm not surprised. But, two, holy shit. And also, like, Grand Theft Auto V, it's, you know, you kind of associate the GTA games with, like, a grotesque, like, I was one of of those games that, you know, was kind of um, cursed to speak of for a while. Mm -hmm. And now here it is as, like, a mainstay of gaming. And I, I just, I personally think, like, obviously GTA V had a sin. Like, obviously it was perfectly violent. It promoted crime, had drugs and prostitution and all of that. But I think it was, for all intents and purposes, toned down from what it was as a series before. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that statement. It's kind of put it in line with, like, it's not, like, being that edgy is not special anymore. No. And I think that has worked well for it. And obviously, no. like, this kind of shows... Um, Sims Four did shock me. Like when I saw it, I was like, "People play Sims Four, but it that doesn't shock me that much." I mean, it shocks me that's third, mm-hmm. but it doesn't shock me that it would be up here because if it would like the only thing that would be different is if it, if another Sims had come out by now, but there hasn't been right. another one, right? And so like they've updated it. I would say what shocks me is that enough people are playing across Warzone and Vanguard, two separate Call of Duties unless there's something that I don't understand here, like is Warzone in Vanguard that it would like double count for some reason? Like, I'm just surprised that two call, like people are spread across too. Like I would be shocked if Sims three and Sims four were on this list. That would shock me, but it doesn't shock me that like one of them is. And the fact that it's been since 2014, but you have a game that came out in 2020 and a game that came out in 2021. And both of those are in the same franchise and both like Madden 22 and Madden 21 were up here. I'd blow a gasket. I'd be like, why the Mm -hmm. fuck are two Madden games up here? 
So that's right, insane to here. me. Yes, I mean something's wrong here. There's two Call of Duties on this list. I think like, that's Vanguard weird. I, I'm surprised that Vanguard made this list over Warzone. Like I would expect Warzone to make the list because Vanguard, from what I've heard, is just such a heaping pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was Warzone like, last year. <laughs> right. And then Warzone got updated, so maybe Vanguard has been updated to the maybe. point where like, okay, yeah, I'll play this. We'll have and, to ask Alex. Yeah. I don't know if... Uh, I'm trying to think. I think my brother plays... I think he plays Warzone, mostly. Mm-hmm. I feel like Warzone's normally the one that I hear about. Yeah. I'm trying to think because there's one game that has Alcatraz on it. I think that might be Vanguard, and I know he plays that pretty frequently. So yeah, I I don't know. It's it's weird. Just I'm surprised so that Madden 22 is on here. I'm not shocked that NBA is on here. No, but I think Madden is the one that I'm most shocked about. Like, okay, if you were to say this was Q4 of 2021, sure, okay, whatever. But, I don't know. Yeah, because Madden comes out in August. Yeah. So, and the football season's been over for three months now. Mm-hmm. So you you would think that there would be quite a bit of drop-off there, but. And it's not like Madden doesn't update in April with the draft results right be a lot cooler if they did but they don't yeah uh just thought this was very interesting thought this was uh enlightening um world of warcraft again is in the top 20 and like that's kind of like the perfect uh game that has just been like continuously over and over and over like updated so it's been out for how long um but again, it still has like a pretty solid player base, uh, despite mm-hmm. it being how old, and it's simply because it's been updated so much. Um, Fucking Skyrim won't die. No, no. That's the thing. People always joke about Grand Theft Auto Five being the thing that never dies. But like, let's be honest. Skyrim has been on way more systems and devices than Grand Theft Auto Five. So if you want to get irate about something. Get irate about Skyrim Plus. That's not a thing. I'm just being stupid. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, thought it was interesting. And I think it kind of just, again, what I was kind of saying before, it's just like, you know, you, we all play the games that, uh, that do whatever it is that we need them to do for us. And... That's why it's really not that surprising to see a game like Minecraft up here because I can think back. I mean, I've I've played Minecraft within the past year. Um, it's been a while since I've played it, but it's pro- I'm probably coming up on about a year since playing it. But I mean, I've played I've probably played Minecraft at least once a year since it released on PS3. Like it's just a game you can always go back to, and then Grand Theft Auto five was like that too with the online it's just something that we could go back to as like a as a group so you know seeing them up there isn't like all that surprising it's it's crazy but it's really not that surprising um and i thought this was i thought this was just really cool again it was matt piscatella who um who tweeted it out uh and 
yeah, he has like a whole thread about it. So, oh, the list, uh, about 8,000 rotating sample. Pretty nifty. Anything else from you? Yeah. No, definitely interesting. It's interesting that there's no games from 2022 on here. Right. And again, he said Elden Ring cracked top 20, but was still getting beat out by Rocket League, Skyrim, World of Warcraft. It's pretty crazy. Again, more than, or almost more than a decade-year-old games. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we're not crazy in saying that gaming's greatest generation has already passed. (laughs) We could maybe say that. I say that. Gaming's great right now, don't get me wrong, but like, God, early 2010s? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we have Unreal Engine 5. Yes, <laughs> we do. It could be the difference maker. It could. It could be the next best generation. The greatest I generation. It I hope it's the greatest generation. I hope it's not the Gen Z of gaming. There goes three of our listeners. Eh, um, my nerds. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into the other topics that I talked about at the top. First up, unions. What are they? Why do people oh. want to be a part of them? And should we bust them? Should we bust unions? If you're with, Amazon, with the us, answer may be clear. Damn it. That was my joke. I was going to say, with I'm us. Sorry. <laughs> with us is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I wasn't sure if you're going the Amazon route or the <laughs> clickbait route. <laughs> I was definitely going the Amazon route, but I'm glad we both. I'm, I'm no, it's it's such a testament to our friendship that we both would go there. So, um, you that or Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout out to all the Starbucks workers who have made it. Um, Jason Schreier, Mason Sherbert, or sometimes affectionately known as asshole Asshole. (laughs) oh man he was on vacation maybe an asshole but he's our ass yeah he was on vacation for a while but he's back to his his ways uh he tweeted uh this was two days ago now uh it's official testers at activision owned raven software have voted to form the u.s video game industry's first major union there were 19 votes for and three votes against um so three votes were Activision higher-ups pretending to be QA testers. Um, He goes on to say, next, this group of Raven testers will set out to negotiate a contract with Activision. Based on how Activision has reacted to Raven's union efforts so far, safe to say the coming negotiations will be neither short nor easy. So we'll have to obviously keep our eyes open for this and and be alert as to like what actually comes out of this. Um, But this is huge. I mean... This is this is good in terms of I mean we know how seedy and crappy the video game industry can be in terms of like work uh, environment um, and so uh, I mean I would especially imagine QA testers are treated uh, pretty poorly uh, in terms of pay in terms of you know the amount they have to work uh, over a short period of time if we're going to talk about like crunch um, I don't think there's really anybody who has an easy time when it comes to the actual making of the game 
um, in, in the video games industry. So I think a union being formed and especially it happening within, um, a bigger company, Activision obviously is one of the biggest, I'd say. Um, I think that's huge. And I think that can hopefully mean a lot for, uh, the industry going forward. This was one of those things where, like, I know there's no gaming unions, but I also saw it and said, really? It, this is the first? That is really interesting to me. I actually didn't know that. And so, because I just assumed that there had to be one. Like, I assumed right. that there had you to be think, some. That's crazy. You would think they're hard to come by. Like, I understand that, like, sure, they're very rare, but I assume there had been at least one. Sure. Yeah, pretty nuts. Yeah. But at least now they'll get paid fairly for making everybody's least favorite Call of Duty games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's, And that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, it's long been documented that, you know, working within the games industry, you know, it's not unlike being a journalist. A lot of information has come out about how poorly journalists are paid mm -hmm. within the video game industry. And I would have to imagine across all industries like i'm sure mm -hmm. being a journalist isn't a glitz and glamour type of job unless you are mason sherbert um and you can like give yourself enough of a persona to then put out like books and like all this other stuff and even right. then i mean i you you can't take away from jason schreier the amount of work he puts in like sure there are times where he rubs me the wrong way but like the dude works extremely hard for the stuff he puts out there um and you know it's one of those things where it's like you feel like again the people who are making the games like they're putting in all this hard work and are likely not being compensated uh properly for the amount and effort that they're putting in mm -hmm. so but yeah i agree crazy that this is actually the first one and uh, again it's hopefully a sign of things to come and hopefully this means that more people are going to start getting paid you know how they actually deserve to get paid because you know for so long these companies have like held so much power i don't know if we've talked about it. i think we have but like you get the like turnover of um of what is it when you're not full-time um like Part temp time. like temp positions contracted yeah. work contract yeah thank you yeah <laughs> i knew you were gonna say part-time <laughs> you son of a bitch um yeah contract workers like that is a huge issue in the games industry because mm -hmm. they you, they just dangle it over your head I, well, we definitely everywhere. have we definitely have talked about this you're right it is everywhere um but to put it in the game industry perspective it's like you oh well johnny over there is gonna work six days so mm -hmm. you know well we'll you know we'll see what happens come you know end of year and uh potential or end of contract potential uh full-time position anyway and then you right. do the yeah and then you do the work and then they still don't give you a full-time position they just run you into the ground and hey fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it's i mean in particular with qa it makes a ton of sense i mean i, I don't think i've ever seen even a part-time qa position it's always been contracted mm -hmm. And it's like, 
why are you contracting out these positions if you're a game development studio? Like, you're telling me you have times where you're not working on projects? Like, okay, I'm contracted for this project, but what's next? You're just going to sit here and not make games, not support updates to the game that I just helped test? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it makes sense because in, in that particular case, there was a lot of injustices to those people. Definitely. Yeah, I think they but, probably but have some of the worst like working conditions. Yeah. And I mean, just the way these things work, like this one union getting passed will propagate. Mm-hmm. I mean, because workers are, are going to if let's say you're at EA and you want to unionize um, and especially with the worker shortage we're seeing right now, it's like, well, I want to be part of a union, so I'm going to go to Raven. And Raven will be like, yeah, come on board. We already got the union. So, like, it is what it is. So, you know, we'll see other developers allow unions and support unions and not try to um, put out promotional videos of how um, unions uh, kill puppies. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's just so funny how hard and how much money companies put into trying to stop a union from forming instead of just like turning around and just spending that money mm-hmm. on the workers. Yeah. That's always just been the, funny. That's just, at the end of the day, in most cases, if you would have just said, okay, you can unionize, you're going to spend less or at least the same amount of money supporting the union demands mm-hmm. than you would in legal fees trying to shut down the union. Right. So I always find that funny. Um, and so if you work for a company where you're trying to be a part of a union and the company is mm-hmm. trying to put a halt to that, take notes because it says a lot more about the company than it does <laughs> or than it doesn't say about them. You know, like yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty like, Really? It's like you'd rather it's spend money on stopping us than just giving us that money? Like, <laughs> right. It's one of those things where it's kind of a weird paradigm because, like, obviously a company doesn't want a union. And that's fine. But if the majority of your workers say, well, we want a union so we know we're protected, I mean, as a company, you only have to lose if you say, well, no, we're going to fight this. Mm hmm. So listen to your workers. Yes. I, I I don't think a company will ever say, hey, you guys should unionize. <laughs> right. But if you have a majority of workers to say, well, we want to, then I think you need to just go along with it. I think that's the model now, regardless of if you agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's always so funny because the people, I'm, I'm sorry, now I'm on a soapbox, but. <laughs> no, please. And, and I'm not even a huge union person, but it's always so funny to me that the people who shut down unions are the ones who grew up hearing about how much unions did for their parents' families. <laughs> That's kind of the weird generational shift we're in, because like, what is it, the greatest generation? Is that the one above Gen X? We're like, oh yeah, the only reason that we had the life we had was because of unions, and Gen X was like, unions are dumb. <laughs> Uh, I'm self-made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
it's all just too perfect yeah of course um but yeah i don't think enough can be said about the the potential good that this can do uh yeah and there's a lot of it so i look forward to hearing uh the success of this union and what comes from them being able to um or once they form uh, and I also look forward to the news of hopefully more unions popping up across the across the industry. Uh, yeah, I I think there's only good that can come out of this yeah. because getting into the gaming industry, there's always been the philosophy of, well, like, it's so hard to get a position here. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what the working conditions are. I just want to work in gaming. And right. I think that's kind of dated poorly. Yeah, it's the... So I think the game... Good. I just think the gaming industry is the perfect use case for this kind. Yeah, it's like it's the gross like job pride where Mm -hmm. like you're very happy to have the job that you have that it eventually all of a sudden blurs and you don't realize that your job is taking complete advantage of you and like... And, and the excuse is, well, like, oh, well, if you don't do it, somebody else will. And, like, that's right. shitty because nobody should have to do that. But that's right because somebody will be willing to put in that effort, especially up front, until they get burned out. And then somebody else will be willing. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's it's crappy. So, um, yeah, look forward to hearing more about it. Uh, our last bit, uh that we were going to talk about a little uh game pass drama we'll call it i guess uh so gene park we actually talked about gene park in episode 85 the perfect episode that then got lost to technology uh but gene park had once again a tweet that just set off gaming twitter this poor man can't escape it he said, yeah, I'm unsubscribing from Xbox Game Pass for the first time ever. Gotta admit to myself, I barely use it and barely have use for it. Now, I'll be back, but for now, there's no point. I don't see that as a negative tweet towards Game Pass. I see that as a man saying, I don't have the time for it. I don't, like, I've played the games that I wanted to play on it, and now, like, there's just, there's just no more. I mean, it's not him saying that, I've never used it. I uh, think it's a waste of money. Like, he, he never says that there's no value there. He's just saying, mm-hmm. personally, there's no more value to it for him right now. And right. that got so twisted. Uh, obviously, it set people off. He, <laughs> he kind of tried to follow up and was just like, I had the same tweet like two months ago when I said I was canceling Netflix and nobody batted an eye. Most people were like, yeah, I agree. Um, but as soon as it got into the gaming sphere, uh, you know, all bets are off at that point. Um, and so I don't think this is necessarily directly correlated, but it's also probably most definitely correlated. Kotaku put out an article that was after years of hype, the Xbox Game Pass burnout is here and Xbox Game Pass responded (laughs) with, the fucking ratio of a lifetime <laughs> saying, tell me you limit yourself to only AAA games without telling me you limit yourself to only AAA games. Um, I don't, I don't see it. And maybe it's cause I've never had game pass, but to me, game pass still seems like the absolute best deal in gaming. Um, 
And I don't think Gene Park saying that he no longer has a use for it is saying otherwise. And I just think this is, I think this is nuts. I don't understand why we're trying to put this down. I said to you at the top, like before we started that, like, this is really interesting for all of a sudden this narrative to be put out there that game pass is dead or like it's going to die. It's no longer the thing right as Sony finally committed to doing something in the realm of it. Don't want to call it a game pass competitor because if it were a game pass competitor, it's doing a really shitty job at that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, I think that's like interesting timing. Um, And I think, I think, no matter what you're going to have people trying to put down the other. So like, you're always going to have people who say game Pass is a sham or whatever. Um, I think most of that's because again, Sony didn't have anything even comparable to it. Um, but <laughs> I just think it's super interesting that all of a sudden uh, game pass doesn't have value. And the thing that gives game pass the most value is those day one releases. And they still have those. I think right. of anything, the thing you can point to that is like, after years of hype, the Xbox burnout, like you could say like, hey, at the top of this generation, Xbox was like running with like fire, but now they've had a couple of delays. And I think if you look at like what's coming out this year for Xbox, like as an exclusive, I think it's pretty lacking because you kind of had the big ones last year and you've kind of left you with like a middle year of just kind of like meh. And, and this all comes after Starfield right. gets delayed. Exactly. Yeah. So and then right, Starfield gets delayed. So like that if Starfield's still in this year, it's great. Everything's still fine. But because mm-hmm. that got delayed, you're suddenly looking at kind of a barren year for Xbox. Not that that's the end of the world either. Because it's fine. Right. It's perfectly fucking fine. There's so many games. Right. Exactly. And that doesn't impact really Game Pass. Sure. And maybe okay, so you lose out on the uh day one releases technically. Uh, but every single Xbox exclusive is still on there, which is, again, still great value. I looked. The list for Sony came out. Uh, last of Us Remastered's on that list, but Last of Us 2 isn't. And Last of Us Remastered, I'm pretty sure, is a part of the PlayStation Plus collection. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure about that, but I think it is. Um, so, but, but what I'm getting at is not every single, like, none of the MLB, the show's not even, like, last year's is on there. Um, you know, it, it, they didn't put an effort into like getting most of their exclusives on there. And again, Xbox has all of their exclusives on there, you know? So they're again, still incredible value just in those games alone. And they point out to the fact of like, say you only play triple A games because how many freaking great indies have they, you know, put as like day one releases right? or just on there in general there. I mean, there's just so many games. I, I probably play more indie games right now than I do AAA because of Game Pass. That's the perfect use. In my opinion, that's got to be the perfect use for, again, day one releases is great. But if if I want to try and play like a bunch of games, I'm diving into these indies. They're going to take me 15 or so hours, maybe a little less, probably a little less. Um and just again, we've talked about it before, but with indies, you can just feel the love, the like the 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 dream that's put into it. Um, you know, and sure, I could play the next Assassin's Creed when it comes to Game Pass, but there's been how many of those? And right. you know, it's cut, cut and copy and stuff like that. Uh, 
yeah i i i think saying that the game pass burnout is here is the most ludicrous take uh i think uh i think microsoft proved that it's the way that that games should try and move so much so that sony is trying it um or trying to do something at least close to it and i think that's pretty telling because we've talked so much these past two years about how stubborn sony is about everything um it's just crazy uh a crazy bad take i'll let you go yeah so i'll start with kind of what gene said and like obviously that's going to get a response but if microsoft didn't anticipate people wanting to take a month or two off they would have continued with their model of oh well you can buy it for six or 12 months mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where i think they as a, as a business understand that like people can't play this amount of games every single month of their life so like why force them into paying 15 dollars mm-hmm. when they can't like that's going to hurt the business long run being able to let people take breaks helps right because they feel trapped um, I mean, to be honest with you, there have been times where I'm like, well, are there any games coming out this month on Game Pass? Okay, what games am I going to play? Are any of them on Game Pass? Because if not, I might as well cancel. Mm-hmm. It's not against Game Pass. It's just a timing thing. Right. And at, at, we're all at the end of the day, we're all using our money for these things. Right. I'm not going to just give Microsoft $15 for the sake of giving them $15. Yeah. I mean, if I if I didn't just have access to other people's passwords for all the streaming services... You bet your ass I would be doing a monthly rotation. I would not yeah. be paying for all seven or however many streaming services there are. I sure as hell wouldn't be using Netflix right now. <laughs> yeah, down with Netflix. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like so that's what that that's what that tweet screamed to me. It's like I'm not getting my fifteen dollars of value out of it. And that's fine. That's not saying that $15 isn't a great value. So I think it's just, I think it was crazy that people jumped at his throat. And again, it just always happens with Gene. It's, it's crazy. He's like, (laughs) he's one of the few journalists that I like will see tweets from and be like, oh man, he just like enjoys talking about this shit. Mm -hmm. Like he just happened to get a job with Washington post and like that's working out well for him. But because he works for Washington Post, people are like, no, <laughs> death to journalists. Not, we don't have to dive into it, but like his last tweet that we had talked about was like, he basically said that he wants Naughty Dog to get off of their however many year cycle and start releasing games quicker, essentially. Yeah. And that also just. I. I often forget that he's a journalist. Like, I kind of just think, like, I, I almost see him in, like, the same light as, like, a Paris. Right, like, you see him as, like, a video game personality. Yeah. Yeah. And Which he is, with how much he uses, like, Twitter and how he uses his Twitter, yeah. I would say that he is a video game personality, but, he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of unfortunate that, you know, he had to go speak his own opinion and you know, talk about how these things affect his own life. Cause you know, I'm sure everyone thinks that he's a millionaire and mm-hmm. make tons of money off of reporting for Washington post, mm-hmm. but not unionized. Cause it's owned by Jeffrey Bezos. Um, 
which is fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think this is one of those things where Kotaku is like, oh, let's take this and run. Okay. So PlayStation is putting out a platform that isn't Game Pass. And that's because, you know, maybe they don't see Game Pass as being a value. That's I'm speaking in Kotaku's voice, mm-hmm. voice right now. Okay, Gene Park just said, I'm going to cancel it. And if we just stick with that and don't say, because I don't need it right now. And let's also look at the fact that people, for some reason, are saying Xbox has no games again because they haven't talked about any major releases in the past quarter. Right. Okay, well, are you negating? Like, they put out more than a year's worth of games last year alone, on average. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't put all the Call of Duty games on yet. Not yet. But think about that. Think about once... I, and sorry, it's not just the Call of Duty games because I'm sure once the acquisition goes through, uh, I'm sure you know like Spyro, Crash, those will be up mm-hmm. uh, on Game Pass. Uh, all the Call of Duty, like all of those games. I mean, instantly the right. the the library of games that you're like, I feel like people would be drawn to play is just blows up. But yeah, that and then just like I will literally be on Twitter and I'll see Game Pass's Twitter be like, oh, we added this game. It's just some small indie games. Like, oh, that looks cool. Right. And again, the perfect I'll, use I'll, case. I'll try it out. I don't even have to download it. I'll just play it on my phone or just stream it. Yeah, I mean, under the recently added on Game Pass, there's Farming Simulator 22. Nice. It's a great game to be on Game Pass. This War of Mine Final Cut, which probably also helps because they're a Polish studio, so it probably also helps them. Trek to Yomi. Mm-hmm. NBA 2K22, which was one of the um, most played games in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Bug Snacks. Oh, we talking about Bug Snacks? We're talking about Bug Snacks. Seven Days to Die, which is one of those games that won't fucking die. Mm-hmm. And Skate, which obviously has a big cult audience. Like, that was all within the past couple weeks. Right. And I mean, you look at the most popular, like, it's still, like, Sea of Thieves is top of the list. Forza Horizon 4, for some reason. Uh, Battlefront 2, Master Chief Collection, Dead by Daylight. Flight Sim. Nice, yeah. Flight Sim. Goat Sim. Totally accurate Battle Sim. All the Sims you could ever want. The Sims? Like, isn't every fucking Bethesda game on here? Pretty much. Everyone that can be. Like, you know, people who rave about New Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. You know, those are there. I mean... <laughs> Yakuza games, pretty much all the Yakuza games at this point. And, and you look at like Leaving Soon, uh, NHL 20. Well, NHL 22 just got put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Your Grace, game that I haven't heard of. Super Hot. Uh, farming. They also, what? They also just added um, Super Hot with all the DLC. Makes sense. So, uh, Farming Sim 19, we just said Farming Sim 22 is there. Uh, Knockout City and Resident Evil Biohazard. Six games are leaving soon. 
Biohazard is probably the biggest one. But is uh, are any of the other Resident Evils? No. The newest Resident Evil, I think, was put on. I just searched Resident, and I see only Resident Evil 7 on there. Biohazard. So. Yeah. But, but regardless, so there's... <laughs> There's still just so many games. And and that's like when I first started Game Pass, I was like, oh, these games leave. Like, that's kind of annoying. Like, I want to know I can play these games whenever mm-hmm. I want. There have been very few instances in the shit, I don't know, three years that I've had Game Pass now mm-hmm. that I've been like, oh, I'm really sad this game is leaving. It's like they can come back or they, they like usually go on gold and then you just get them. Right. Yeah. And like for me, it's like, the way I see it is, you tell me a game's leaving soon if I'm playing it. Okay, well, looks like I gotta finish this game. Yeah. And also, if a game is leaving soon, unless it was like wildly unpopular, it's probably been up there for at least a year. Right. So. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's just it's it's Kotaku just being dog shit reporters again, <laughs> and I I'm sorry, but I just have no tolerance for that. Like. Kotaku is just fucking terrible. Yeah, they're not great. And the fact that they're like trying to like, what do you gain from this other than clicks? Like, you get ad revenue, okay. Well, you like you get you get a rise out of yeah fifty percent of no, you get a rise out of all, the whole gaming community because fifty percent of the gaming community is gonna come at it and 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 cheer and and you know wave their playstation flags and say yay it's dead but again playstation is literally trying this method and Uh then you get the other half that that is pissed off and it's just like this could not be further from the truth aka us you know and it's just like why like why like like you said it's for no no good reason than to stir the pot and get clicks Someone really needs to make a video game about network effects and how, like, Xbox making Game Pass is ultimately good for the industry. And, like, PlayStation making a good competitor is good for the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, if Nintendo were to ever do it, it would be good for the industry. Yeah. It doesn't really have to be this competitive. not the demographic that we work with so yep ah i don't have anything else to say about it it's just i think that's just i think you summed it up perfectly that's just kind of how kotaku's been here of late it's just unfortunate because i used to like them mm-hmm. but anymore it's just anything to get like a rise out of people mm-hmm. you know and they try to like be edgy and all this other stuff it's just annoying more than anything um but yeah that's all i got uh anything else from you no sweet well we can talk to you all day but i'm not going to <laughs> uh, we'll have something to bitch about next week probably one of us will 
<laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Tune in next week to figure out which one of us will no longer be on the podcast. Uh, go over to our Twitter at GGBG Podcast. Our pin tweet is our giveaway. Uh, we're giving away $25 to, I think, four people, um, which is the perfect amount of money to buy some Game Pass or buy some Indies, whatever, um, to the e-store of your choice. As always, all shares, listens, um, and reviews and ratings and all that are greatly appreciated. And if you, you know, maybe want a little secret as to how you could get uh, some bonus points, in the giveaway, uh, be sure to share with your mom or any mom uh, as we continue to try and be the number one podcast. Uh, 